It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's Locked On Reds, and in fact, every podcast episode for the month of May for the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Reach for the best tasting protein bar that's actually tastes like a candy bar on the market today. Go to builtbar.com and in the checkout, enter promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N for $10 off your first order. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today on this Monday. It's what we're releasing this episode. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about the counterproposal that the Players Association handed to the owners and the commissioner's office on Sunday. Going to break that down, give you a little bit of a reaction to that, and just kind of get up on a soapbox. I'm not going to lie. Soapbox Monday here. We're going to be getting on a soapbox about this in just a little bit. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked on Reds on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook as well. And save the Locked on Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. If you're subscribed and you have not fully caught up on all the episodes and stuff, go back and check out last week's The Time Machine episodes, looking back at 2012. Had a chance to talk with both Bronson Arroyo and Sam LaCure last week. Great conversations. Those guys are so easy to talk to. I mean, you just basically say, hey, baseball. And then they talk for like 20 minutes. It's great. You don't want to miss them. Go back, check them out. Subscribing means you won't miss any of that stuff. So, looking at this proposal, I'll give you the bullet points because some of it I understand, some of it is a little bit over my head, but Jeff Passan and multiple sources like Evan Drellich of The Athletic are were reporting Sunday night that the Players Association delivered their counterproposal to Major League Baseball on Sunday afternoon. Now, these are sources that are reporting it, not the Players Association themselves. The Players Association all along have said they wanted this to be behind closed doors. They didn't want people knowing the intimate details. Well, here we are. Their counterproposal includes a 114-game season that would end on October 31st and begin on June 30th really quickly. And they would have the right high-risk players would have the right to opt out of the season for all players, not just high-risk players, with a potential deferral of salaries if there is no postseason 
in 2020. So if there's a re-flare up of the virus and you know drastic measures are needed to be taken in the fall and the postseason gets wiped out, salaries up to a hundred million, which is kind of where I, I, I don't it's like up to a hundred million for players making over ten million dollars in a year would get deferred. And I'm not sure of how that all breaks down. That's just part of the bullet points with this. But like as for players opting out. If a player is considered high risk, which, you know, they have pre-existing conditions or things of that nature, and they decide to opt out, they would receive their salary for the year as well as service time. And then if a player who is not high risk chooses to opt out, he would not be paid, but he would be accruing service time still. So that definitely leaves the door open to some interesting scenarios if players do not feel it's safe to return to play should this be approved by the owners. And Jeff Passan also notes the inclusion of potential deferrals by players is an olive branch even if it does apply just to a canceled postseason. It would defer $100 million total apply to players making $10 million or more per year before proration and would do so with interest to make players whole. It's it, it, Like you said, it's an olive branch. It's something. However, one thing that the players did not touch on, and Mark Carrig was very candid in his thoughts about this on Twitter. You can find those tweets. And he has a really good point. So the players have come back with this counter proposal with bullet point ideas that really uh, don't seem like that big of a concession toward the owners. It it does, however, put the ball back in the owner's court, which is something that if you look at this as some kind of battle, which I'm pretty sure at this point the Players Association and the owners both think of it as a battle now, then they're you know they're putting the onus back on the owners. So, yeah, in in that regard, that got done. But the bullet points that they came up with aren't going to make up for the fact that the owners want nothing to do with playing pro with paying players their prorated salaries based on games played. And the owners made absolute or the players made absolutely no concessions to pay. They are still moving forward with the idea that the pay structure will be what they agreed in March, which is something the owners did not agree upon. So yeah, this this does not look like it's ending anytime soon. However, the timing of their season, now they did say a 114-game season as opposed to an 82-game season. They said their season would start on June 30th, which means that they believe the bulk of players will be ready very quickly. However, I mean, say the owners approve this on Monday. Say it happens. That is a quick trip. You're talking about players leaving like Tuesday to go and get ready with their teams at their training sites, whether it be at their stadiums or at their spring training sites or what have you. And then you've got three weeks, and it's going to be a quick turnaround. It's kind of nice. I'm going to jump into what I think about all this here in just a minute. I want to shout out, though, to our sponsor, Built Bar. Built Bar is absolutely amazing. If you guys have not tried it yet, they have some of the best tasting 
protein bars on the market. They really do taste like candy bars. I had a double chocolate mousse just minutes before coming on, and I'm still licking the chocolate off my fingers. And I know that, you know, you're probably saying, dude, get a napkin. But these chocolate bars are amazing. And you can go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order today. They've also got some other great stuff on there as well that you want to check out. But so many good flavors. It's a protein bar that's healthy, good for you. It tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get $10 off your first order. New game day shirt? Boom, cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom, cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, so this proposal, this counterproposal from the players. Look, the, the, the players, I, I've said it before, if I'm picking sides, I, I, I see it more on the player's side because the players want to maximize their earning potential now because a player does not have the ability to continue to make their major league salary on an indefinite basis. Whereas when you look at owners, they have earning potential for as long as they can possibly stand it for as long as they hold the team. So that's where the players' hesitation of accepting crazy prorated amounts of salary and crazy cuts into salary, that, that's where that comes from. But speaking as a fan, I just want baseball back. And these details are starting to get exhausting. I'm sure that they are plenty exhausting for most of you out there listening to this podcast right now. You all love baseball. You're listening to a baseball podcast where there's no actual definite start to a season. And I appreciate you very much for doing so. And I'm talking about baseball in that same situation. And I love the Reds. I love the Reds players. And look, the Reds' ownership, Bob Castellini, has been amazing. And they, and they came out. And I want to—I I meant to do this at the beginning of the show, but I'm going to do it now. Over the weekend, John Heyman, and I think it was like Friday or something like that, John Heyman made a tweet listing a couple of teams that they were cutting minor league players. And the way that I read it, it was like it inferred that they were cutting mass amounts of minor league players. In fact, he even put the quote in there from a scout that said, it's like a war, it's literally a war zone out there right now. And sure, that's probably the case with other teams. We've heard horror stories of like the A's and the Mariners cutting lots and lots of people. The Reds are not one of those. The Reds came out and said that they will pay their weekly stipend to all minor leaguers still in the system. They made cuts, yes, but they cut the same amount of players as they would have in a normal season. The players who are still in the Reds organization, they will pay their weekly stipend through September 7th, which is the normal minor league season. So shout out to the Reds for being an awesome organization. 
Now, they have had staff furloughs and things like that in the front office, but nothing to the effect that it, it, it looks like the Reds are penny-pinching and all this other stuff. So shout-out to the Reds for being a class organization in all of this. You've got teams like the Reds, the Royals, the Rays, something about the R teams, I don't know. But uh, teams like that that are really shining through in this moment you got teams like the Red Sox, which are an R team, but they they have done a whole lot that people are a little worried about. The A's, the Mariners, I mentioned those guys, that people kind of look cross-eyed and like, what, what's going on over there? Billion-dollar organizations that are making cuts as if they are losing money, hemorrhaging money, all that kind of stuff. The Reds, on the other hand, class-act organization. I'd love to see Bob Castellini kind of get out in front and be a leader in the group of owners trying to figure out how to get baseball back. I get it. They want to make their money. They want to make uh, they want to maximize the income that they can get in 2020. But if they look forward, they can fix this. If, if they look past just this year, the owners are in a much better spot to make concessions financially from my point of view granted I, I'm like you know small brain I'm not that smart a guy you know whether or not you believe that because I'm not but from my point of view the owners are in the best position to take a little bit of a loss here not necessarily that they would lose money they just wouldn't make as much I, I find it hard to believe that they would actually lose money if they had a season if they don't have a season then well yeah they're gonna lose money but by playing games and having the television revenue and all that stuff, I, I I just think that they would make they would stand to gain so much more. So I I would love to see Bob Castellini do that. I don't know if we'd ever find that out, probably after the fact, but just to see some sort of cooperation between these two sides. Because look, I, I love that the Players Association came out with this counter proposal, but what does it really mean? not including anything economical except for some little bit of deferrals and extending the number of games, I don't know that the owners are going to accept this. They're going to come back. Hopefully, this is just a case of negotiation where one side gives their first proposal that's not going to be accepted. The other side gives their first proposal that's not going to be accepted. And now we're going to get a solution. Now something's going to happen. The only problem is it's got to happen now. The NHL, they have a plan. They're coming back. The NBA, they're really close to having a plan if they don't already have a plan. The more and more I read it, it's hard to tell, but it sounds like they're pretty close to having a plan to coming back. MLS, they've got a plan to come back. Major League Baseball is the only one that's sitting around looking like the redheaded stepchild that can't figure out how to tie his shoes they got to fix that. They've missed the opportunity to look like the good guys in the professional sports world. Make no mistake about it, Rob Manfred is the GOAT, and not as in greatest of all time, as in a literal GOAT when it comes to these commissioners. Really, really bad look for Rob Manfred because it's like Mo says on his show, he treats, he talks about baseball like he's talking about a mutual fund. And it's like Risto said, let's get somebody in there. Shout out to listener Risto down in Jacksonville. Let's get somebody in there that loves the sport. Rob Manfred does not sound like he loves the sport. Rob Manfred, hashtag Manfred hates baseball. There's a reason that that hashtag exists. 
And it's not just because Stephen Offenbaker knows how to put a bunch of words together with a hashtag in front of it. Shout out to Steve. It's because there's so much evidence there that Manfred just wants to run this sport into the ground. And if they continue this battle without conclusion, that is exactly what will happen. We've already missed the opportunity for baseball to be the shining light that everybody thought it could be. Let's just get games back. I'm, I'm tired of watching old games. As much as I love old games, as much as I love the history of baseball, I want new baseball. I want live baseball. I'm watching Korean baseball. Shout out to the Samsung Lions. And just missing the Reds so much. Let's figure this out. But like I said, that that's the plan. And I keep saying that the, the, this at the beginning of each week. I've said it at the beginning of last week. I said it at the beginning of the week before that. This is a big week. Who knows? This might be the last week for them to figure something out. And we said this a week ago today, and nothing happened until Sunday. It took seven days for anything to happen. We'll see what this week brings. Hopefully, it's better news. We'll keep our eye on it here on the Locked On Reds podcast. Coming later this week, we got Stephen Offenbaker on. We'll talk about some evaluations should the season start. And I believe we're looking at shortstop. I got to check that. But yeah, I think we're going to evaluate shortstop, which should be fun because there's like two ways to think about the red shortstop position. The way that is obvious and the way that would be creative and fun and something that I wish they would actually do and they're probably not going to do. We're, we're going to get into all of that with Steve here later on this week and a lot more content coming a little bit of a lighter week. We had five episodes last week. There's only going to be three this week. Kind of a busy week for me on a lot of different fronts. So I apologize about having a few episodes less this week. But we'll be back. And, and we've got all kind of great content and stuff. And you know if we got some good news, there's going to be an emergency podcast real quick talking about that. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Locked on Reds podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed Follow me on all the social media channels and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. That does it for today's episode. Now, tell your smart device to play Locked On Major League Baseball. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.